All right. Welcome back, y'all. This is Pure Lunacy and it's your wonderful host, Priscilla. I have a very good friend of mine, uh, Mr. John Beckwith III. Uh, he is a gentleman who is in law enforcement, a first responder, um, somebody that has been a very close friend of mine for over 15 years now. <laughs> we won't say how old we are. We're 15 years old right now. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but I wanted to... Um, bring you on john to want to say hello to the pure lunacy world and then also give your perspective and have this discussion so say hello to everyone john hello everyone i hope y'all are doing fine and also want to say thank you priscilla for having me on your show today thank you um so of course uh i know you've been paying attention to everything happening in the country um in the world and it's it's serious and a much needed discussion on so many different topics. Um, However, I wanted to also have your perspective, not only as a first responder, but a man of color, a black man in America, somebody whose uh, family has had to, you know, establish themselves professionally because of your blackness. Uh, So why don't you just give a little bit of that history of your family and um, who you are and, and we'll go from there. All right, awesome, man. My family, uh, the Beckwith family, we own, uh, we are African-American family-owned uh, Golden Gate Funeral Home. My family owns Golden Gate Funeral Home and Beckwith Incorporated, which was started in sep- uh, which was started September 15, 1980, uh, by my grandfather, who uh, came from Louisiana, a good old Creole boy. And um, uh, my, my family is very uh, well-respected around the nation. Um and we, we, we do a lot of uh, community work. And also, uh, we're, not, only does my family, not only does my family do funeral service work, but most of us are in some aspect of law enforcement. Um, so, I mean, just growing up in it, I was born to do it. You know, if it wasn't funeral home, it was I wanted to be a cop or I wanted to be a first responder. I wanted to help people. So. Right. Um, and I think that's key that you said, you know, you wanted to help people. Um, I know that the narrative today has turned on police officers, on first responders, and it's the discussion of police brutality, the discussion um, of African-Americans in America. Um, how do you navigate this discussion and this discourse as we move forward as a country and trying to reconcile um, the reality of what we face in America? I'll honestly tell you this, man, being a first responder, um, it's something that is inside of you. It's not something that you plan to be. It's not something that you, someone calls you and say, hey, I want you to go do this. It's mm-hmm. something that's inside of you. It's a ministry. Um, like if you're, it's a calling, you know, and, and being a black first responder, um, it, it's very, at the, in times like this, you know, and all this craziness and with everything going on, you know, one thing I think we've always had is just like that soul and that, and that, that drive, because we, we, we've, we've seen the struggle. We watched our grandparents, we watched our parents struggle to uh, put us on a different level, on a different platform. So being in law enforcement and being, and being a first responder um, has helped me see things from a different aspect. Um, I get to see people at the worst times of their lives and I get to help people in the worst, you know, the worst times of their lives. And 
you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, what's going on in the world is, you know, all I can do is pray every day and, and I, and I, I pray I can come home and, and be safe out there. You know, you just, you just never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not only that, and, and j- just not in law enforcement, but also in, in funeral business, um, you see so many young, it's not, a, not a, just people of color. Um, we, we bury every ethnicity, um, and, and just losing a lot of friends just growing up and just burying so many young people during all of these hard times. Is, it, it has really taken effect on not only me, but it's just turned, it, it's changed my personality and the way mm-hmm. I view things. Right. Um, so one of the discussions that, you know, we're, we're seeing in regards to uh, police officers and enforcement is that relationship between the police and people of color Um, and the reality of certain, you know, situations has been that um, people of color have been neglected, uh, treated less than by people behind the badge. Um, How, how do you consolidate that kind of sentiment that is clearly in the communities and how are you taking part in changing that discussion and, you know, making a I mean, difference? The difference, everything starts with you, you know, um, no matter a call you get, no matter the person that you have to, you know, you have to interact with, it doesn't matter. You, you treat everyone with, with respect. That's just how I was raised, you know, right. and, and you treat people, like you want to be treated. It's the golden rule, you know, um, and, you know, being black, you know, it, it, and working in law enforcement, man, sometimes it, it, it gets down on you because you see everything, you know, even people that are, you know, not even of color, man, all lives matter, man. You know, I, even through the police brutality and everything that in this country that, that is going on, man, it's so sad to see because, you, you want us to all unite and I, I want us all, you know, to see us all together and, and be loving and encouraging. But it all starts with, 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 with us as individuals. If I can't treat you right and I can't, you know, treat myself with respect, I can't I can't help anyone. If I'm not willing to say, hey, listen, today I'm going to treat everyone with respect. It doesn't matter if, if it's on a first responder level. It doesn't matter if it's I'm walking out the door of my home. I want to treat everybody with respect, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's very sensitive. You know, it's a, it's a sensitive subject right now. You know, everything going in COVID, um, politics, everything, you know, police brutality. So I try to just be myself and be an, an outgoing person and, and, and try to put a smile on everyone's face, you know, and I, and I try to, I try to be, you know, just, just try to be encouraging. You know, mm-hmm. that's the, that's the most important thing right now. Just be encouraging, you know, so to, to see so many people, that have lost their jobs and so many people that are suffering and it finally, it, it just came to a head and it happened so fast. No, everyone just had to brace for impact. Right. You know, I, I tell people all the time, it's like I fell asleep and I woke up in a nightmare and some days I wish I would wake up, but I had to realize that, that I was telling them, Hey man, you're here. Like there's nothing you can do. And I, I'm going to use you as a vessel and I want you to do, do what you've always done, and that's be, be a great person. Be, be, be the best you can be and help others, no matter what you do in this life. 
do yeah. do more for others than you do for yourself. You know, um, and I think that's important, especially as the conversation, you know, shifts. It's not, you know, just police brutality. Um, it's the reality of racism and discrimination in our country um, that is faced by people of color, that is faced by black men. Um, you're a black man, <laughs> you know. Um, and one of the things that I've started to notice in, in the conversations is uh, a slogan, defund the police or abolish the police. Um, I'm not a supporter of the slogan. Uh, however, I do understand certain concepts that um, we should stop expecting the police to address mental illness issues or homelessness. Um, we've put too much on the plate of law enforcement where it should not necessarily be on that plate. Um, what's your experience or your perspective on the shift of re reformation and, and police enforcement, law enforcement? I, I think a lot of people are, are really wanting to hold, and, and, and which is really important, hold law enforcement accountable um, for their actions. And, and, it, and it doesn't matter, you know, what you're doing. It doesn't matter how long you've been with the police department. It doesn't matter how long you've been with the sheriff's officer, wherever you work, if you're a firefighter or a paramedic, it doesn't matter. And whatever, if you work as a first responder, uh, people are going to hold you accountable for your actions. And racism is alive and well. And right now we see it. And law enforcement not only, I mean, defunding the police and all that, you know, saying that it's easy to say, but also the same people that, 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 that'll criticize it. When something happens, they will call on law enforcement. If somebody's breaking into your house, I promise you, we live in Texas, we have gun laws and everything else. If you don't have the need to protect yourself, you're going to call somebody that you know can protect yourself, to, to protect you and your family. And and, and, and it, it would be a sad thing if, if if something bad was happening and the first thing that came to your mind is, well, I can't trust the police or I can't trust these people to come to me to help me because they might hurt me. And mm -hmm. that that is really deep to me. And and it, and it's going to take law enforcement, not only law enforcement, it's going to take um, our, our leaders, the people that are in charge to see that, you know, for better training, continuing education. Um, and, and not only that, us individually, you know, as I was saying earlier, we're going to have to take responsibility for our own actions and treating each other with respect and treating everyone with, with respect and, and stop. You know, it's, it's so much um, it's so much that's going on. And, and you know, sometimes you're lost for words. People are like, what do you have to say? And sometimes I just don't know what to say. Um, and going off of that, you know. <clears throat> morale um, because and I didn't know this I didn't know that there were different slogans and I saw I kept on seeing ACAB ACAB and I didn't I didn't know what it was I had to urban dictionary it I think it's my age but um, it, it's basically the slogan that says all cops are bastards um, how is morale with you guys when there are people who recognize that there needs to be accountability, there are people that recognizes racism and discrimination. There are good people. How is morale for those who recognize it, want to make a change, but are still being labeled under this label of being bastards or not being part um, of the conversation for change? 
I mean, uh, morale for us, I mean, as, as first responders right now, you know, where I work in, in the entity that I work in uh, is very, it's, it's actually made, it made us more united. Um, I remember talking to my partner not a couple of weeks ago and, and, and I, I got, I, you know, seeing the protests and everything. Um, I understood the anger. I understood the sadness. The emotions were very high. I understood mm-hmm. it. I understood it. It hurt me. It hurt me. It hurt me. Um, because you got to think this is something I wanted to do my whole life. Um, I, I had to say, you know, to my partner, man, you know, I, I got you, you know, I, I'm here for you, you know, not, not, not just when we come here, you know, for briefing or whenever, you know, we're out, you know, doing what we do in the community, you know, it's just, you know, like our morale, it, it's, it's caused us to be more united. It hadn't pulled us apart. Um, you know, one apple, one bad apple doesn't destroy a whole tree. You know, some fruit just doesn't meet the criteria. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, and it's okay. But it doesn't destroy what that tree is. And that's just how, you know, we, we've dealt with it. You know, we, we, we've said, hey, listen, we're going to stand up for not only ourselves, but we're going to help. Our, we're the next generation of law enforcement and, and first responders. And we're going to make this. A better place we're gonna we're gonna do our best we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna help each other and help this community become better and and that's that that's really stood out to me because mm-hmm. we said hey listen we we can do this i talked to my brother um he works with me and I, and I, we talk every night and he says bro we're gonna do this we're gonna make this we're gonna we're gonna change this stuff and i said man i understand that and and, and that puts a smile on my face because it means the world to me because yeah. we, we are the next generation and, and we can make a difference just by, by us, just individual actions and just staying united, morale, keeping us, you know, keeping us up when we're down, you know, and it's okay to cry. Like, you know, being in tears, man, or, or you know, saying, hey, man, I had a long day at work and not want to talk to anyone. And sometimes I think law enforcement officers or first responders in every aspect Sometimes we get overwhelmed and we don't know who to talk to. And sometimes you have to go in that room. You have to close that door and you have to, you know, you have to, you know, sometimes the tears fall and nobody ever knows. But you have to understand that, hey, I'm going to make it better and it's going to make me better by being better, you know. So. So, you know, you mentioned your brother, you mentioned yourself. Y'all are both black men in law enforcement. You're, the reason you joined is to make a difference in your community, to, to serve, to protect. Um, how are you navigating this conversation and discourse um, when we have media that's pumping a certain narrative um, and not recognizing that um, there are still good people in law enforcement who are there to make a difference and who agree there needs to be reform. There needs to be a shift in, in how our budget functions and, and, and how we navigate certain aspects of, of our society. Um, how are you navigating it? I mean, I just, you know, the media can only say so much, but it's, it's, it's one thing when you, when you, when you don't, you're not there. Uh, I tell somebody, man, if, if you could only be there, if you could only see things, that, that not only that we have to see, that everyone around the world um, has to see, man. And it, it, 
it really um, to see the media to speak so negative. I think just the media does their job and, and they do it well. And it's not always positive. And sometimes they put a lot of pressure on us. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, you're trying to you're trying to, you know, navigate through all of the negativity and, and you have people supporting you. You have your you know, you have your partners, you have your family, you have the people that are there for you. And but also you have some people that you don't even know that are that, that really that really care about you and care about how you feel and, and, and what you're doing. And, and people always say thank you for your service. You know, it doesn't matter if I'm assisting or a motorist on the side of the highway or if I pull up to a major accident and it doesn't matter if the person's doesn't matter what race they are. Biggest thing, the biggest reward that I get is a person looking at me and, and being there first on scene and somebody looking at me and saying, thank you, you know, changing a flat tire or, you know, or helping someone, you know, get out of a burning vehicle. It's just, mm. it's just it just gives you so much. It, I can do it for free. I mean, it, it, it's not about it's not about, you know, it's just me. It's just us. It's just who we are, you know, and nothing's going to stop us. You know, and we're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to be. We needed this. This was needed. I mean, this is a necessary. This is a necessary thing. It's one of those things that you just know that um, it, it it's for the good. You know, it, it, you know. And as you mentioned that, you know, um, I agree. This conversation. We don't just need the conversation. We need actions to the conversation. Um, and one of the things you mentioned earlier was accountability. Um, and, and I have other friends in law enforcement and um, some mentioned that there's a code of silence when misbehavior occurs or um, there's a perception that people are willing to turn a blind eye when someone, you know, utilizes police brutality or something of that sort. Um, how do we ensure accountability to fight police brutality, to fight those who are behind the badge enacting basically violence on people. Um, how do we fight that? And I guess what's your perspective on how we can combat that? I will, I will definitely say this. It's like when you're growing up, when you see something, you say something. It doesn't matter. Um, law enforcement, I don't I don't, that code of silence thing, hey, listen, you see somebody doing something wrong, you say something. You don't like something that your partner's doing and you know it's not right. If it's not accountability, it's not integrity, and it's not treating people with respect. It doesn't matter the ethnicity of that person. If it's a, if it's a black, white, Hispanic, Asian, it doesn't matter. You treat everybody with, with respect. And if you're, if you're, if you're working with people, that 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 are, are and you have to turn a blind eye then you might be at the wrong place you might have chosen the wrong profession because you never turn a blind eye to the wrong thing when, when you when someone's doing wrong you have to stand up and you have to say hey listen what you're doing right now is wrong and we're going to all be held accountable for it mm-hmm. and it's okay to say hey I, I i'm not okay with that it's okay listen you have to be willing to if you, you got to make say that be the sacrifice and say, hey, listen, no, this is not OK. I don't agree with it. That's OK. You need to go to your superiors. If you have to go talk to them, if you have to go, whatever you have to do, there is no code of silence. There is no, well, we're going to turn a blind eye today. and We're not going to say what you listen. Everyone makes mistakes, but every man is 
And every man, woman, child, everyone is going to be held accountable for their mistakes. And it's okay. Listen, we all make mistakes. But in our professional, in our line of work, you have, it is a must that everyone be on one accord. And you hold, you held it, you, you hold everyone accountable for their actions. Whether it's good or bad. Right. <clears throat> so let's jump into, of course, the topic. Um, George Floyd. There were multiple police officers and one man put his knee on George's neck. Um, it's clear there was a lack of accountability there. Um, how do we move forward from something like that? And what kind of accountability should immediately be enacted in these kinds of situations where one person is enacting the violence and everyone else is kind of turning a blind eye? George Floyd's death uh, was, was avoidable. Um, saddest, one of the saddest, could be one of the, considered one of the saddest things in history. I'm not just saying that from a black man point of view, but to show um, people not being, um, not just law enforcement, but just anybody been standing up for somebody that's down. Um, I can honestly say that the, I can't speak in it. And I, I know that God rest his soul. They're being, they're being held accountable for their actions as they see now. But it took a nation to stand up and say, hey, listen, enough is enough. Not just for black men, not just for any for everybody. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. You, you got to you got to you got to say, hey, listen, if there was more than one of you, you got to say, hey, listen, that wasn't right. That's not OK. Accountability is, is throughout. And. Uh, you know, God bless his family and everyone that, that was affected by it. Uh, me being a first responder, I was definitely affected by it. Um, it's something that, 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 that I did not like. I did not want to speak on. I kind of held it in to myself, and I'm glad that you brought it up because now I can finally see it from my point of view and how I was feeling because I had to say to myself, hey, listen, that was wrong. And, and I knew it was wrong, but I'm, I'm glad that our nation stood up and said, hey, listen, we're going to hold these guys or these people accountable for what they're doing. And, and that, 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 was a, that was the biggest step. You know, Martin Luther King made one of his quotes, and that is, you can't always see the staircase, but if you just go ahead and just take the, just take the step, you know, take a step, and you can you never know. But to hold them accountable and, and to bring the whole nation together, I don't, I don't you know, protesting is, is, is just fine. People protesting is just fine. Looting and everything else, no. You know when you're wrong, you don't get to do that. That's yeah. not, you don't get to tear up neighborhoods. You don't get to break down businesses, family businesses. I understand the anger, the sadness, the emotions, the fear, the impulse. But I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm captivated by our nation. It showed unity, you know. And not only that, it, 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 worldwide, other countries, you know, 
and um, it it was a uh, it was a game changer, is what we like to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, it might have been a tie ball game, but this is what we call somebody. This is a game changer, and 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 it 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 took till twenty twenty for a game changer to start. We've seen it throughout history. Sometimes yeah. it takes a bad thing, a terrible nightmare to happen in order for dreams of greatness to be brought out. And um, you know, it, I'm glad I'm, I got to speak on that. I, I really just hadn't wanted to speak on it. Uh, I, I looked at it as a very, uh, very sad thing, man. I, I would tear up. I, I would watch. I had to watch myself, you know, because I still have to stay focused. But at the same time, man, I'm, I'm just glad that just to see the unity and people believing in one another and, and saying, hey, man, we're not going to stand for this any longer. And it just wasn't just black people. It was people from all races coming together saying, hey, listen, I stand with you. I believe in you. And we're going to make this we're going to make this world a better place. Yeah, um, I think that's the biggest point. Um you know, it feels like there's this big division, but I I don't view it as division. I think that we're finally uniting and understanding the plight of certain communities in our country. We're starting to recognize that there is a need for accountability and reform in our law enforcement. Um, if there's no justice for one person, there isn't justice for anyone. Um And fortunately, we have this downtime. It's unfortunate, given the circumstances of COVID, but it is almost like the right time, the time and the moment for this conversation to come up. Um, We're not distracted by football, baseball, basketball. We're, you know, in a time capsule that I don't know if we'll ever have this kind of opportunity to have this kind of discourse again. do you want to say anything else before we close out on just your perspective on law enforcement, on where we're going as a country? Um, I would definitely say this as law enforcement, as I, uh, I'll be 31 in a couple of weeks. I hate to put my age out there. <laughs> um, and I see, I, I feel myself getting older. And, uh, we are. We're getting older. Now they know how old we are. Now they know how old we are. <laughs> We've known each other over 15 years. I do apologize. But um, we're the next generation. And um, it's it's up to us. You know, uh, we, we, we have seen and been dealt the cards. You know, now it's time for us to play. And it's, it's time for us to live. It's time for us to, to love one another, to um, to be to be great, you know, all of us, man. It's, it's okay to help every, you know, it's okay to lend out a, a helping hand. You see somebody falling, just go ahead and reach your hand out, you know, and uh, help them up. And uh, I just want to say thank you for having me on uh, your show, Pure Lunacy. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, and uh, I, I really appreciate just everything. Um, God bless our nation. We're heading in. We we are. I know it's going to take some time. Uh, things are changing, but um, God bless our nation and and everything. And and just not only that, just the people in office. You know, you know, God can change anybody. You know, I try. You know, um, it doesn't matter. You know what they said yesterday. 
you know, God is very revealing and very powerful. He doesn't, he, and it's just, it's, it's going to, it's going to change a lot of things. And, and I think we're heading in the right direction and it, and, and love and unity is going to take us so so far. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Thank you for your perspective. For people who don't know, John Beckwith III is not only in law enforcement, not only does he have a thousand horses, um, he's also a comedian, <laughs> he's in the entertainment industry, his family is, um, you know, very busy business folks. So thank you for just taking a little bit of your time you. to thank talk you. to an old friend and share your message and your perspective on everything that's going on. I think that you said the very thing that we need to hear, which is, you know, we need accountability. We need to recognize that there is racism and discrimination and we can only combat it with unification, reconciliation, and truly putting these words into action. It's not just about the talk. We got to walk the walk. Um, so thank you. This is pure thank lunacy. You, thank, thank you. you.